0: Good evening everybody We are here today is the uh, third yes today' is the third today is the third we did we had a meeting yesterday yes, yes. we had a meeting and <laughs> revelation the book of revelation oh the camera, my stomach
1: looks a <laughs> little too big. Oh yeah, And my hair. <laughs> I have to hide myself. Sami. <laughs> okay.
2: <Wow>. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are on to our
0: 16th year, the third day of the 16th year. Our Hello. Q&A session 169. And we just thank God. We thank God for 15 years, 15 years we have come through as a church, as a community of God's own children, His people, His family, through the thick and thin, all the struggles, all the good times, the bad times, the joys and the sorrows, through it all we have come through. We thank God, we thank God. And as we come to our first QA of the 16th year, before we go there, we shall look to the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness. Great, truly, Lord, is your faithfulness. We just, we just say these words with our limited understanding. But one day when we stand in eternity, that's when we will realize, Lord, it was your faithfulness that brought us through life. Faithful God, from the moment of our conception, to our gray hairs till the very end you are the lord who carried us through great is your faithfulness lord thank you father thank you lord we commit this time into thy hands we pray lord that you would bless us with wisdom with understanding with the right words that grace may be upon our lips O lord that your children with the answers would be strengthened would be encouraged and your name be glorified O lord Thank you, thank you, Father, thank you, Lord. We come at ourselves, we thank you for everyone who listens, we thank you for, especially for everyone who sends these questions, we thank you, Father. We come this time, all of us into thy hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay.
2: Pastor, we'll look at the question, which is the question number one. Uh, it yes, says, I think it came in today, yeah. yes. Paul says... I fill up that which is behind on the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Colossians chapter 1 verse number 24. Because we are one body, we can fill the need of other members. Would you say we need to fill the other members of the body of Christ? Help them uh, with their need. Please give me some insight on this. Okay let's
0: if you if we go to that portion where uh, paul talks about in colossians 1:24 okay you have to be very careful how we read that text now i rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of christ for the sake of his body which is the church now don't get it wrong because if we get it wrong it almost sounds like heresy yes. now what he says is not that the afflictions of Christ was not complete in its atonement. No. In mm. its atonement, it is absolutely complete. There is perfect. nothing anybody can add or subtract from it. It's mm. perfect, complete. Mm. But there is something else that is demanded from his children, his people. Jesus' afflictions is uh, what constrained by two things. One is by time, and one is by distance, time, okay? Like Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago, and that was a complete atonement. Anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus is saved. But the question is, how will they hear unless the word is preached? And how can somebody preach unless they are sent? Mm. Unless they are sent. Okay? So there is something which... Everybody is called to partake of the afflictions of Christ in seeing this message reaches to the ends of the earth. Mm. So Paul is saying, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. Now the issue is that those who are, there are so many in this, you know now supply chain, okay, in this supply chain, there are so many people out there. The thing is that Jesus said, "Jesus, this is this was the issue. The his disciples saw the kingdom wrong. He says you are re- seeing it wrong because if you look at uh, in the world, it's like a pyramid. Okay, like those of you who work in the IT companies, you work for HSBC. Okay, you HSBC. You'll say He works for Google or something. Okay, think about it. Now you are at the bottom." Okay, there are people who sit at the top they will take vacations most of the year, okay they have bought stock options and everything. they take a home salary will be like five million, ten million and all okay so you are at the bottom and you suffer, they enjoy <laughs> the kingdom. it's the other way, the other way, okay so Jesus said. You're getting it wrong. The rulers of this world lord over the people. Okay, He says, on the other hand, in the kingdom, it has to be the the, the the way. If you are at the top in the kingdom, you go down. You take the burden. You take the pressure. You take. So you will see. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. This is where we have got this entire gospel wrong today, especially from... Uh, Apologies to Sami, but much of it comes now, modern day, comes from Nigeria. If you have seen the modern day apostles, they have escort limousines and how they go, like our Modi and all goes. That's how they go, and they're called apostles. Okay, but here Paul will say, being an apostle over there, he says we are considered the scum of the earth. The suffering he has to go for the people, for the sake. So what is he doing now? Christ has entrusted the gospel to us. Christ has entrusted the gospel to us. In that gospel is the total atonement of God through Christ. The gospel is the power of God under salvation. But for this gospel to reach anyone, there has to be somebody or a set of people who have to take it. And they have to be willing to suffer yes they have to be willing to suffer okay now if you go to corinthians okay go to the book of corinthians okay second corinthians chapter 6 okay verse 3 onwards 3 to 10 we give no offense in anything that our ministry may, may not be blamed but in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of god in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness of the right hand on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, Deceivers, as yet true, as unknown and yet well not yet well known, as dying and behold, will live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. This is the contradiction. This is his life. Hmm. This is the life of anyone who steps out and says, "I'll be part of that supply supply chain." Lord, like like keep saying. The kingdom of God only has volunteers. There are no conscripts. There are no conscripts. God will not forcibly pull you and said, he says, you have to volunteer. The Bible says in Romans, "Will offer your bodies. Has, you have to offer. You have to choose. And when you choose, you will automatically see. See, God has factored in suffering as part of the gospel. You cannot escape it. Mm. If you escape it, you will be considered not worthy for the kingdom. Suffering is part of it. And the suffering is for the sake of the gospel. That is why a blessing is pronounced over it by saying, blessed are you when you are persecuted. For the sake of the gospel and for his name. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. But when you are going through it, there is great sorrow. That's why this contradiction of a believer, which the world does not understand. Sorrowful as yet, always rejoicing. Sorrowful as yet, rejoicing. This is the life of a believer. This is the life of a believer who has volunteered at whatever level. I mean, it, you may think it's like we have Brother Banu here, Sammy here, uh, Richie here. He just volunteered for something. Richie, like Saturday, he has volunteered to do the camera. Okay, Sammy is there every day. Because, like we'll use Richie as an example. Because he has volunteered to do the media part, the camera part, on a Saturday evening for the church, he lives at the other end of the city. Okay, he teaches in a college. But he lives at the other end of the city. So what has he to do? He has to leave his home and the comfort of his home drive in this, yesterday was the hottest day for this year, it was 43 degrees centigrade in, in Hyderabad, drive in the heat all the way here, and he will be here doing it. He will spend the night at Jesus, come to church in the morning to set it up, and then go back home in the evening. Now, why is he doing it? question is, if he doesn't volunteer, he has to volunteer. So we need to understand, unless we see everything that we do, as a part of taking the gospel to the ends of the world. And what are we doing? We are also filling in ourselves mm. the afflictions that is. If you go to the book of Philippians, the mm-hmm. book of Philippians, okay? The <coughs> book of Philippians. If you come to Philippians, hmm? if you come to chapter 2, and verse 25, okay, 25 to 30, okay. The church in Philippi, like, you know, they all loved Paul, okay. They all loved Paul, and Paul was in trouble, so they wanted to send help for Paul. Now, what did they do? They picked up Ephaphroditus to take the help. Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Ephaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need, since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick almost unto death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly that when you see him again, you may rejoice and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness and hold such men in esteem. Because, now look at verse 30. It's the same construction what we read from Colossians one twenty four. Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. Super. Okay. Mm-hmm. They collected the money. They sent it. They all could income. They did one part. They collected but there is no Google Pay. <laughs> okay, somebody has to take in those years all the way wherever Paul is. Okay, and Paul is going through and they love Paul. They know this, they are responsible after Christ. They know they are responsible to him for their eternal life. Yes. We don't value these things. We don't, as I said, no, it may be just a name for you, August 99, my batchmate, who was doing BSc, I was doing literature, but the fact of the matter is, God touched that young man, young man in my age, 18 years old, to come into my room and give me the gospel. Okay? So when he came, once, many years he came to this, um, Angarao Agriculture Unit, so he's retired as Agriculture Officer. So he came there and he told, he found my number and said, James, I'm here. I said, Hey, work is, can you believe it? Come home. And I went and picked him up and he came and he came to church. Then he saw the church and he saw everything and then he kept sitting at home and he was saying, telling me, James, you know what? I I feel very depressed today. Because I was zealous for the Lord then, and I hardly do anything, As I look at you, how God is using you, and then look at my own life, and I looked at him and said, "Whatever I am doing, I wouldn't do if you were in there in my life
2: oh.
0: so consider
2: all this a part of your all reward. this part of your reward. Mm.
0: Some of us are called only to bring one person, mm-hmm. but that one person may be the one God may be, use." To reach out a lot, but each one has to do their part. So the church in the Philippi gathered whatever was needed. They made a collection, whatever they gave it to Epaphroditus. He went all the way over there. In the process, he fell sick. He almost died. In God's mercy, he says he remained alive. Now I'm sending. He's homesick. I'm sending you back. So you need to realize this is what God is talking about. And unless we see it, you know. People will quit mm. because, you know, there is, there is, see, you go back to that portion in Corinthians when Paul is listing, there's a couple of things which he says which you need to understand, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 6 verse 8, okay? 6, he, he lists. In second under, Corinthians. Brother. Second Corinthians. In another place, remember, he has given a whole list of things what he suffered through, okay? By honor and dishonor, Okay? By evil report and good report. Okay? Now you need to realize, if we are expecting when we volunteer to serve in the kingdom, only good report, it's not going to happen. There's a whole lot of people, sometimes our own flesh and blood, who are not part of the kingdom, who don't understand what we are doing, and from them, we'll only receive evil report. Okay? So now, honor and dishonor. Evil report and good report. The whole issue here is that that is why uh, if you go to Second Corinthians again, chapter six and verse fourteen. Uh, sorry, chapter four eighteen, not six, four eighteen. While we do not look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, if you apply this same principle, it's eternal—it's—it's it's a, it's a, it's a powerful principle, it's a powerful truth to what Paul is saying in Second Corinthians 6, 8. He says, you know what? The dishonor you receive on earth is temporal. If you are in the kingdom. The honor you receive on earth is temporal. But the honor you will receive in heaven is eternal. So the question is, what are you running for? Unknown. Unknown. Famous? Hardly anybody knows you. Everybody is running for a fame in this world. But it is temporal. Most of the famous people in the world living currently and you see in history books, most of them will not be found in heaven. I'm telling you emphatically. They will be rotting in hell. They won't be found in heaven all these celebrities you are talking about. And some of those who will make it to heaven will be just last in heaven. And some of the nobodies on earth considered, like Paul says, I'm considered the scum of the earth, will be one of those most glorified people in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we have to factor this in unless we live constantly what we call recalibrating, you know, our mind, The things that I see are temporal, the things that I do not see are eternal. Uh We have to. So the question is, and therefore, we constantly, every day, that's why a living sacrifice has to be every day. Every day, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Because the value system of the world and the value system of the kingdom are completely different. Completely different. Okay? I remember, I think, one pastor, I think it was John Piper, who said many years ago, it was like, you know, he said, they had gone uh, to see Richard Wombrandt, Okay, and he said uh, when uh, Richard Wumbrun came in, as was his habit, he takes his shoe off and he sits in a chair because of all the beatings and the sufferings he has gone through. He couldn't stand and preach. He was around at that 84 years old. He died at 89. And he says there were only 18 of us. And he said... When we saw, this John Piper saying, he says, when I saw Richard Wombrand, his words was that, I just wanted to kneel down his presence, in his presence just to rever this man. And he says there were only 18 pastors there to meet him. Think about it. Some useless fellow who sings on some YouTube channel, it's a celebrity comes, millions gather. Richard Woombrand comes and not even pastor, only eighteen pastors are there. Think about it. Yet in eternity, when Richard Wombrandt stands up, do you think
2: it's going to be eighteen people? No, no, no. It'll mean, be, be eighteen people. Oh
0: every eye, every will recognize him and know this is a man who laid down his life for Christ who carried in him the afflictions of Christ, 14 years in isolation. Think about it. And then never coming out with with complaints or anything and serving, or Corrie and Boom, even more words, in the concentration camp, losing your family in the camp and coming back with no rancor, bitterness, no bitterness. No? Think about it. Unless we see this, we will miss it and Christians miss it. Now if you go to the book of Romans and chapter oh. 8.
2: Okay. Okay. Now, verse uh, 17. 16
0: and 17. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If children, then heirs. We like that part. Okay, Heirs of God. Join heirs with Christ, if we indeed if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified, glorified. so there is a glory that's an honor there is a glory that is reserved in eternity in eternity that is not reserved here that is there, but the condition is that we suffer with him, so we are sharing in the afflictions of Christ because His suffering was different. None of us can suffer that. His suffering in the actual part of suffering was limited to less than 24 hours. He was arrested in the evening. By next day afternoon, he's dead. But none of us could go through that because before that he suffered in his flesh by resisting every temptation. He was born without sin, lived without sin, and died as a sin offering. So that none of us can. But there is lot of things which he not couldn't, but didn't. He didn't send angels to preach the gospel. They would do it fantastically, (laughs) but he didn't. Because he didn't die for them, so he didn't give that responsibility to them. He died for us, and he says, I give that responsibility to you. It is given to the body. And each one... Each one, you see, this is, this is where, and you will hear more of it in tomorrow because we look at kerut, which means cutting away, and that's the frying pan, and from there you go to the For fire. Sarefat Sar, uh, <laughs> means the crucible, the smelting pot. Yes. You're, you're gone into the, into the fire mm-hmm. now. Now, why? Why is this man going? There are seven thousand who have not bowed, there are hundreds hidden, and there is one man. God can call or use a man or a woman only according to the level of surrender. Wow. If you haven't surrendered okay and then you don't choose your place mm. you don't choose your role God chooses you wow. God chooses you okay sometimes it be, it may be a mother who because of her strong convictions Refuse to abort her baby, even though the gynecologist says this baby is going to come with all kind of deformities. And she says, no, my convictions are. And she gives birth to a child which may be mentally challenged, retarded, or limbs missing or whatever. And her whole life is spent taking care of that child. What is she doing? She's sharing in the afflictions Affliction of, Christ. of Christ because it is Christ who values life. Hmm. So it could be a mother. It is not just an apostle. It could be a mother. But the question is, what is your conviction? Mm. What is the reason? Who is the reason why you are doing this? And that is where we have to come. And you, You skirt this, I'm telling you, in eternity you will lose. Oh. There is no glorification without sense. suffering. Suffering precedes. And the suffering is... Not the sufferings because of sin. That's a different suffering. It's a different suffering. This suffering very voluntarily have chosen to share in the afflictions of Christ Jesus. Okay. At the core should be that. The core issue is this. I'm part of the gospel. Okay. It could be a mother at home. Okay. It could be a wife at home suffering because of an unbelieving husband. And she's hangs in there, hangs in there, hangs in there, or a man, or a child, okay, or a child like Joseph. Why, what was Joseph in the pre-incarnation of Christ's times? But it is the spirit of Christ. What is, why is Joseph going through 13 years? What is he going through? He's sharing in the afflictions of of Christ Christ for the salvation of his household. Mm. God needed a man. God needed a man and he found a man. There was only one man. Okay, why is Jeremiah going through all? I mean, if Jeremiah changes his message a little, suffering stops, <laughs> but he cannot change his message. He wants to change the message. he cannot change the message. He said, to shut up like fire in my bones. A okay. lot of people have changed the message, okay today, I had a mail. I'm not mentioning the name or anything. I had a mail, okay, asking for mercy. Hmm. Oh, it's one, this. One. Okay. I want to read that so that we will understand what, okay. Please forgive me for a sin I did by writing bad things against the pastor. That was on Facebook or YouTube. I tried selling salvation and tried to win people by the prosperity gospel. And I was so desperate that I wrote a very disrespecting statement against Pastor James and Pastor Vijay. I took things lightly. It didn't occur to me that it was very serious. So please forgive me, Pastor James, Pastor Vijay. Okay. People change the gospel. People change the gospel. Because as soon as you change the gospel, the suffering stops. The persecution stops. Everything stops. Okay. I mean, you go to a secular place. As soon as you stop trying to be a witness, I'm not saying with words. As soon as you stop being a witness, suffering stops. Suffering stops. Mm-hmm. You go with the flow. Suffering stops. You go with the flow. Now, you don't have to have conflict. You don't have to be obnoxious. You don't have to do anything. Okay. Meaning, in Potiphar's house, there is a temptation. If Joseph had gone with him, he wouldn't go to prison. Okay? If Daniel had, and his friends had eaten from the king's table, we would have never heard about them. i <laughs> have never heard about them. Okay? Never. But they looked at it and they have a conviction. Okay? And it's such a small thing. In our eyes, it is such a small thing. Right? But it is a big thing. That's what God is saying. If you can be faithful in little things, not eating at the dining table certain things which has been offered to idols or whatever it is, but there is a conviction inside, and you have every reason to eat. Only one reason not Not to to eat. eat. One reason not to eat is Christ. Every reason, one. You are a slave. Your country has been abandoned, supposedly by God. You're all been destroyed. Now you brought here among many, you got a chance. Many were screened. You got into the IIT. <laughs> <You got laughs> into the IIT. Exactly, University. You know Babylon University. Babylon University of Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> if you go through the three-year program, you get into the civil service. Don't go mess up your chance. Don't goof up your chance. It's a once-in-a-lifetime chance. What difference does it make? What difference hmm. does it make? It doesn't make. It's a small thing. But that young man decided, no. Oh. Okay, in his case, God rescued him. But in don't ever expect in all cases God rescues. Okay, we will see. The, the, the three men went into the fire. The fourth man stood with him, and they came out. But the, what if? <laughs> but not in most cases they did not come no, out. Exactly. So you cannot, you cannot, that's why I said always the transition is 11.35. Hebrews (laughs) 11.35 onwards. And people will preach till 35, half and leave the rest. The other part, most (laughs) people will not (laughs) preach. (laughs) 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 (coughs) But women received their dead, raised to life again. Awesome, right? Awesome. Others were tortured. Not It's... Not that's the key, not accepting. accepting Meaning they were offered deliverance. Mm. They were offered deliverance. They were offered deliverance. And they said, if you recant Jesus, if you say, Caesar is Lord or whatever, if you bow to this idol, whatever condition has been set, you do that, you are free. Take your child and go. You are free, go. But the only thing, what, what they were asked to do was against Christ, the person. Okay, so what did they do? Okay, not accepting oh, deliverance. It. Even Jesus did not accept deliverance. Exactly. He was on the cross, or before the cross. Pilate, are you okay? He said, "Yeah, I can prove it to you. Let me show it to you," and he would have been released. Herod called him and asked him, "Show me a miracle." He refused because if he showed, he would be released. Wow you'd be released. He refused. <laughs> he said, I will not use power for myself. I will not use it for my release because I, I cannot be delivered. I have to give myself up. He refused to exhibit his power before Herod. He refused to prove he was a king. He said, you say so. And then on the cross, they were all shouting, come oh, down. He, he refused, could have. And he refused to come down. He refused. Even when they came to arrest, he handed himself over. He first showed his power and then he handed himself over. Because if he doesn't hand himself over, they cannot take him by force. Mm. How do you take the Son of God by force? Absolutely. Without any him. resistance, he gave himself into their hands. Mm. Why? Because our atonement mm. is it's at stake. stake. Yeah. So he set a way for us. That's what Peter realizes. And he writes in his letter, he has shown us a way. What is the way? Refuse deliverance. Oh, you know, they refuse to accept deliverance. They are being offered. They look at the What is the price? What is the price? What is hmm. the price tag? Enemy doesn't give you anything free. He says he showed the whole the kingdoms and the glories and says, it's all given unto me. I will give it to you. All you have to do is just bow down and worship me. That's all you have to do. Just, just worship me. And he said no. Only God you shall worship and serve him alone and nobody else. Okay, so he was offered it in the beginning. He was offered at the end and he refused. And he refused. Okay, accepting deliverance. They might obtain a better resurrection okay yesterday when we looked at it, we said blessed are those who are part of the first resurrection yes there are many I mean, this is my take I'm not putting it as a doctrine because of uh, revelation 20 my only com- people not uh, uh, good very good theologians say that is the second resurrection is only for those who are not saved but I am confused because of one thing there the books book of life is a And it it says, all those whose names were not found in it were cast. That also implies to me that there would be people whose names are found in it, but they have no deeds. They are nothing. They were saved, but they refuse to suffer. Because the others are already reigning for Mm. a thousand years, and they will continue to reign. Mm. The second group of people who are saved, but their names are there, but they cannot reign. Because they did not accept the better resurrection, they did not accept the first. They wanted it here. They wanted to eat the cake and have it too. And God says, "Well." You can't have it. <laughs>
2: okay? What a saying that you can still have it. So, a lot of people. I
0: mean, see, all things about the prosperity gospel and it's, it's, it cannot be false. Because mm-hmm. if it's totally false, you cannot preach it. You cannot sell it. Okay? You cannot sell it. Mm-hmm. Because there is, uh, there is, that's a prosperity of the soul, that's a prosper. All that is there. But what they take away is, they deny suffering deny suffering and therefore then everything that's why these prosperity preachers uh, will everything has to be comfortable for them everything has to be comfortable for them so the bible talks about the first resurrection so going back to hebrews 11 and verse 35 onwards you will see right Not accepting. And verse 36, look at what they went through. Still others had the trial of mockings and scourgings. Why did they have, why did Paul have to go through that? And let's say, if he did not go to Philippi, okay, we know what happened over there. If he did not go to Philippi, he would not be beaten. Mm. He would not be thrown into prison. But why did he go to Philippi? Why did he not why did he go to Philippi because it was the love of God Constantly. and he had volunteered mm. right it was a vision he saw say go to Macedonia. Macedonia and he went and God had already he's one person in the bible who has been shown Beforehand, what he will suffer. And he did not back off. Like for most of us, we were not shown in advance what we would go through. <laughs> okay? We were not shown. Okay, and God in His mercy did not show because He, you know, He only increased the temperature little by little by knowing our capacity. But this man, He showed him. And He never backed off. He never backed off. He so said, He will have to suffer for my sake in many places. Okay? So they were Mockings, scourgings of chains, imprisonment, they were stoned, they were sawn into two, were tempted, slain with the sword, they wandered in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy, they wandered in deserts and mountains in dens and caves of the earth, and all these, what did they obtain? a good testimony, faith. What is our testimony? They shared in the afflictions of Christ. Obtained a great and there are so many people even today, so many people even now probably listening, so many people. They are sitting on the fence. Sitting on the fence, okay? That is why Jesus said, you know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich to enter into the kingdom of God. So that is, the rich is there, is money, which is mammon. Mammon is gain. Mammon is gain. And that is the nature of the old man. He will not put his hand into anything where there is no gain. And once that gain comes in, he wants more gain. Mammon is a trap. That's why God says you cannot serve God and mammon. You can, it's not possible. Hmm. Because it's mammon is like hell. Forever expanding. It's lust can never be satisfied. Never be satisfied. With God, there is contentment. On the other side, there is no contentment. contentment. It is like you are an addict. Addict to fame. Addict to money. Addict to pleasure. You are an addict. There is no end. That's why celebrities can never, never stop. They can never stop. And when the gospel is offered to them, the price they have to pay is lose this all, oh. and they're not willing. They're not willing to give up. They're not willing. How many celebrities will give up? I, actually, that yeah. adulation, that fame, and that uh, money, and that comfort mm-hmm. and pleasure. How many are willing to give up?
2: I, I, Sir, so this is Richard. I think Richard Wombran was the one who gave this illustration of a beggar. And the king coming to the beggar. And the beggar is standing on the road and he's asking for alms. And the king comes to him you know, ask, and he asks him, do you know who I am? Uh-huh. He says, yes, sir, you're the king. I can ask me whatever you want, I'll give it to you. Uh-huh. He says, are you sure? He asks him, are you sure? He says, do you want to try? So he takes half his gold and he puts it into his bowl in the, uh-huh. and the gold disappears. <laughs> and then the king is shocked, completely shocked. And then he keeps on adding gold. And he, say, and he looks at the and looks at the beggar and he says, What's up with you? What trick are you playing? And he says, sir, no matter how much you give me, I'll never be satisfied. <laughs> I'll never be satisfied. <laughs> thinking, no matter how much you give me, I'll never be satisfied. Be satisfied. <laughs> that,
0: that's, just, that's, that's why uh, God says, you know what? In that day, there are pleasures forever. ever Joy and pleasure forevermore. This says we are, we are a complicated people for the world. We are sorrowful yet joyful. Mm. But there, there is no sorrow. There is no grief. There is no suffering. Everything will be wiped out. There will be nothing of that. Mm. But here, we are called to share in the sufferings of Christ. (laughs) It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. And um, God knows his people. That's why God picked Paul. He knows this man. He knows his heart. See, God knows all of us. So he picked that man. So you will see in the book of Galatians, why is James, uh, sorry, Barnabas, and Peter backing off. What did they want? Go over there. You know, it's, it's so s- subtle. You know, book of Galatians. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Achcha, achcha. Achcha. Galatians, achcha. no? Chapter Galatians two. 2, verse 11 onwards. 11 onwards. Now, when Peter had come to Antioch, now remember, Antioch is very famous because Antioch is the place where Christian people are called Christians, Christians first. first so, Antioch is like a hub. Mm. Okay, Jerusalem may be the headquarters, but Antioch is the hub of missions. Mm. Missions is Antioch is the mission center. <laughs> okay, Antioch that is, is a, mm. people are being sent. People mm. are called Christians for the first mm. time. I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. These are Gentile believers. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with Uh, their hypocrisy. hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. When I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you being a Jew live in the manner of a Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? So why did he withdraw? Why did he withdraw? Because he was not willing to share in the afflictions of Christ in that context. Wow. He wanted the approval of the Jews. Approval of the Jews. And that's, I mean, this is simply what young people go through. It is peer pressure. Why do young people buckle under that pressure? They, from their hair to their toes, they have to be with the in crowd. Now the in crowd has come. The in crowd has come from Jerusalem. Okay, Jewish believers. Okay, Jewish believers. But, Paul, if you have noticed, is always with the out crowd mm. he's not with the in crowd, okay so he, and he should have been with the in crowd because he's a Pharisee of the Pharisee. See when the apostles ask this question to disciples ask Jesus this question, then whom can be saved what hmm. is impossible, you know, what is impossible with, with God? God man is possible with mm. God, and the prime example is it's apostle Paul. Paul. <laughs> Because Jesus went around indicting every Pharisee, indicted them, and then saved this Pharisee and put him as this picture, poster boy, of who will share in the afflictions of Christ. Actually, that statement is proved in Apostle Paul's life. So even in small things, even an apostle who has gone through it all, can buckle under pressure because he simply does not want to share in the afflictions of Christ in a particular context. Mm -hmm. This is the pressure we all go through. We don't want to go through the afflictions of Christ. Now Peter later, towards the end of his life, come to his senses Mm -hmm. and he will write
2: this in First Peter chapter 2,
0: verse 18 onwards.
2: Pastor, before you go, it's, it's incidentally the next question. If you can just look at the next question mm. also yeah. uh talks about being partakers of Christ's suffering. Okay, but like anyways. Okay, yeah, we'll come there. Also. Yeah,
0: probably yes. Yes, okay. yes. Okay, we anyway, so can go. Servants
2: ahead. be submissive to
0: your masters with all fear. Not only the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. The minute you have to be this is written to believing servants. This is return to believers. Okay? So believing servants may have harsh masters. They may Be blessed to have good and gentle ones. It is good to be submissive with all fear to good and gentle servants. Yes, good and gentle servants. Okay. But we are called to be also to the heart. What happens your boss is harsh. For this is commendable. If because of conscience toward God, one endures grief. Suffering wrongfully. What credit is it it if when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. Mm. For to this you are called. It's a calling. Many are called. Mm. Few are chosen. Why are very few chosen? Because they will will not understand, understand the call. The call of God, like Bonhoeffer said, Christ bids every man to call. Come to, come him. Come to him and die. Mm-hmm. And Bonhoeffer was engaged to Maria, his sweetheart. Never married her. He was hung Jesus. because he went back. If I'm right, his one was Maria. Okay. So think about these people. Okay. <clears throat> Yet he was offered by Britain and the church in Britain, stay back. You don't have to go back to Nazi Germany. You know they are after you. Hitler is after you. Stay back. Stay back here. And when it is all over, go back and strengthen your sheep. He said, if I go back, I will have no sheep to strengthen. Okay, so he went. So you need to realize the church history down to our times are full of this. Full of this. Okay, full of this. For to Mm -hmm. this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should Follow his steps. What is his steps? He did not suffer because of sin. Who committed no sin. Nor was deceit found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, did not revile in return. That's on the cross. He's being reviled. When he suffered, he did not threaten. Did not threaten. Who committed himself to him who judges righteously who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. See, we only take that one line of this entire passage. <laughs> whose stripes we were healed. Now look at the, now, what, what is the enormous mystery of that verse 24, okay? Now if you look at verse 24, he is being beaten. The night before, the Roman, 39 stripes, cat of nine tails with metal bits or bone bits, his back is being laid open. So he's going through that affliction so that we might be healed. He's never been sick in his life. We have been sick all our life because we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Even if we are healthy in our body, we've been sick in our minds. And then sicken our body. He's going through that affliction so that we may be saved. We may be healed. Okay? Now he's shown us a way. He's shown us a way. And from Apostle Paul to Epaphroditus, the church in, in Philippi, here's the beloved pastor, is somewhere far away and he's suffering, he has no money, he has nothing to eat, he's going through. The church makes a collection and they said, who will take it? If volunteers. He said, I will take it. He had no clue. The passage, the journey, everything, what it will cost him. He goes through, he reaches, hands it over, he falls sick. He goes to the verge of death. death. He thought he's going to die. He's probably a young man. He's thinking that I'm going to die. And when he's when you want to die, when you are dying, who do you want to see? your family. <laughs> Who do you want to see? You just want to see your family and your home church. So, Paul says, I'm sending you back. Sending back. So, he also in his body took the afflictions of Christ. Right? In Second Timothy. Right? Paul's last letter, he's in prison. Doesn't he write over there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Come to verse 15, chapter 1, verse mm. 15.
2: Another man. For okay?
0: Soul. This you know, that all those in Asia have turned away from me. Why did they turn away from me? If, let me ask you this question. If your pastor is forever beaten, forever thrown into prison, and, you know, every court case found guilty, (laughs) okay, and ultimately you will see, I don't want to be part of this church. There's only shame. If you associate with this church, think about it only shame, okay with this man, there is only shame, there is only trouble, okay yes. he's in prison, everybody turned away from him. See, if Apostle Paul is like one of today's apostles, everybody would be with him, but that was not what apostleship was, so everybody turned away from him, and even those. Who were faithful followers? Names two of them. The Lord God grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. Okay. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. Now think about it. Okay. Now you need to realize. Okay. The thing you need to realize. See the Picture, okay? That is why you need to understand, okay? We should never be, we should never live in a cocoon. Mm. We should never be a cocoon, Okay, like, you know, now I'm sitting here. Tomorrow I'll go to the church and I'm with my people. I'm the pastor. I know my people love me. I'm with my people. It is fine. But when you step out of the church, like last week, I this week I went to Chennai. When you enter into the airport, you just a just one cog in the machine, one speck in that crowd. You stand in the queue. Nobody cares who you are. Okay. You come out. Nobody cares who you are. Okay. Apostle Paul is arrested, put in prison. If you know by modern terms, he's just a number. Prisoner number 0023, wow. just a number. Who cares who you are? Hmm. And on the top of that, Romans look you as a traitor. You're going against Caesar? Just a traitor. Okay. Now, if you are outside to be identified with him, one, with shame, two, trouble. Okay. It's like, you know, if you are a pastor in China, underground church pastor in China and you've been arrested and you've been in, put in prison, if you visit him, you are asking him to join him because they're looking to find out who are all the secret Christians here. Mm. Like Richard Wombran, when he was asked to give the names of all his church members, mm-hmm. he gave the names of everyone who was dead and buried. <laughs> wouldn't give the names of those who were alive. Okay, mm. so that is, see, people just think casually. If you give a prophet a cup of cold water, mm. you will get a prophet through water. People are running around looking for prophets to give him water. That's not, this prophet is in prison. You give him water, you will join him. Mm. Will join him. Okay, that's what. So you need to realize the Bible is full of people sharing in the afflictions of Christ, starting with righteous Abel. It starts from there. Why was Abel killed? Why was he killed? He's the first martyr in the kingdom of God. First one was killed for his faith. Think about Noah, the scoffing and the mocking and the humiliation he went through for 120 years. Think about Abraham leaving everything and going, not going. He can't even tell his wife where am I going? And he's going and he it's standing there. They always sharing in the afflictions of Christ. So the question of the, this the question of suffering. has been there for thousands of years. And the thing is that most people quit. Most people quit. They, they cannot handle it. They start, after something, they start questioning God. Like I said, no? So these pictures are always given over there. There is a Naomi and there is a Ruth. Both are widows. <laughs> Both have lost their husbands. Both do not have children. Yet, you expect Naomi to react according to scripture. She has the knowledge of the living God and she has a history. Ruth has nothing. But Ruth is the one who reacts correctly. Ruth is the one who shares in the afflictions afflictions of Christ. She has knowledge, but she will not share. She will sit there in the house and tell Ruth, you go do this, do this, do this. I don't want to go to Barsfield Field and be ashamed. I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. He is my kinsman redeemer He's going to ask me so many questions I don't want to lose my face so you go there and go to the end this is what the law says go to the glean and bring me so who is going through the shame was she given an option go back to your God go to your people yes, she she refuse sure. that option when she said no to that and when she said yes to something else the yes she said is the afflictions of Christ therefore she is redeemed and through her will come the seed of Christ mm. In the same way, you need to understand what faith, why are these three women mentioned in Jesus' genealogy when Tamar realized that Judah is not planning to give his son to me and I will be cut off from the inheritance of Israel. She is sharing in the afflictions of Christ by choosing to dress as a prostitute, stand in the way Judah is going, and to sleep with him and conceive because the penalty is death. Mm-hmm. A life is on the line. A yeah. life mm-hmm. is on the, on the line. Life. This is not sex. This is not pleasure. Mm-hmm. This is death. But she is hoping for life. So making that one choice, she is sharing in the affliction. So that's why the Bible writes, writes there by faith. By faith. Okay, so these people who are over there, there's a Tamar over there, there's a Ruth over there, no. These people are not normal people. And they are, goes into the hallway of fame. Because Hebrews 11 is a hallway of fame. These are people. But if you look at them, would we be, want to be in their place? Would we? Would we stand with them? Would we, in our time, when God is calling us, would we stand there and say, I'm willing to go through this? I'm willing. So God is not a respecter of persons. So like I said, it could be a mother who had chosen to have, after hearing all the diagnosis, all the sonograms, everything, decides, no, I will not about this baby. Because life is precious in my father's sight. is the author of life. And then she realizes that. Her doctor says, maybe even her husband says, You know what, if you take this child, your career is over. <clears throat> this is your career. This child will need you all your life. Are you willing? And her reason she is doing it is because of her convictions.
2: Sure,
0: okay? My God and my child. And she makes a choice. So, with the kingdom of God on that day, we are going to be stumped. Because we will see people whom we considered last. world did not know them. world never recognized them. They were con- never, we never ever thought. And the Bible says, the last shall become the first. But if you look into all of them, there was one common thread in all their lives. They shared in the sufferings of Christ. You don't, we don't get this. We don't get this. We will also withdraw, like Peter did. That's why this famous story in church history Coordes. about Covardis. Peter mm-hmm. was trying to run away, escape from Rome, and he sees an apparition. And he asks that question, Covardis, who are you? And Jesus says, It's me. Mm-hmm. And he says, Where are you going? He says, I'm going to take your place. And that's when it is said, it's a story, we don't know how true it is. He says, Peter, again, Christ, and he goes back, and he dies, and he tells, crucify me upside down. I am not even worthy to die in the way my Savior died. I don't even, because even that he sees, to die as Christ is an honor. I am not even worthy of that honor. Crucify me upside down. And know, so, you have to see life that way. Oh, we don't gosh. understand, we don't understand, there's a gospel. Okay, one side, he died, I am saved. Now, the simple question is, like, let's, like, like we say, after 11 chapters of intense doctrine of Christ, the law, and the gospel, chapter 12 of book of Romans, and verse 1, this is his beseeching, because mm. you cannot compel. Mm. You cannot compel. You cannot compel anybody. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. When you present your body... I I remember this story I told you long ago. It was about, I think it was there also long ago in one of our daily readings. This white sister from Canada or US or something was in Africa as a missionary taking care of people. I think she was in a doctor nursing, whatever. And these two tribes were... uh, were uh, fighting. And what happened is that when this one tribe attacked the other tribe, she was caught. And uh, she was raped multiple times. And, you know, it's, we will never understand what it is <coughs> what a woman goes through when she is raped. The trauma went through She went through. But her testimony is that When she asked the Lord, the Lord said, didn't you offer your body to me as a living sacrifice? Did you? And she said, yes. And he said, you didn't get raped. I did. And because of what happened, the two tribes were reconciled. Later, what the story ends by, these two tribes were reconciled because of what happened to her. Did she share in the afflictions of Christ? She did. So only in eternity we will know the price God's saints have paid to see the gospel reaches all of us. So Christ's atonement is complete. Nobody can add. It is impossible for man to add to it because its sufferings is for atonement. But the church has a part in it. What is that? Time and distance. He's not in time. He's there in heaven. We are caught in time. So in the year 2023, the gospel has been entrusted to us in various formats. And all of us are part of the gospel. Go to the ends of the world. So all of us sitting here, we have to realize, how do I partner in this gospel? Because the gospel is very powerful. If you go to Romans 10, I know, this is how it says, the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse hmm? yeah. 11, beautiful onwards, okay. For the scripture it says, whoever, irrespective, race, skin color, caste, religion, irrelevant, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever again comes, calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then then shall they call upon him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? That is the key. How can you call upon them whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach unless they are sent? Okay. Sent, that sent part, the sent part is primarily the provision part. It's God who sends. But God uses man to supply. Right? Yes. There's only one instance primarily of God sending manna from heaven for a whole nation. But when Elijah was sent to Kerith, God said, Raven shall supply for you. God is not dropping food from heaven. Ravens, somebody has cooked or some provision of a man is picked by the raven. That's why ravens are picked because they are thieves.
1: <laughs> okay?
0: Picked and brought. For all you know from Ahab's own table. You don't know where it is coming from. <laughs> okay? Okay? Next, I have commanded a widow. Okay? So, there is a widow who will be supplied to Elijah so Elijah can be sent. If Elijah has to be sent to Mount Carmel, there has to be a widow who will feed him. Mm. So, God sent Elijah to Carmel through the widow. Okay, okay, so now we are speaking here now, if we have to speak this today, and I, I, I really believe today's this first question's answer will encourage a whole lot of people. a lot of people are going through their afflictions okay but if this word has to reach from here to there, do you know how many people are involved? Mm. The whole church is involved, the entire Jud who give faithfully is involved everybody is involved then there are others who are specifically involved peter from nigeria was involved in setting the tone through worship then all of you are part of it is involved now what happens is what are you all doing what is everybody doing you're part of this process mm. okay how can they preach unless they are sent As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Now, listen to it carefully. It is written, how beautiful are the lips of those. No, not the lips, the feet. Do you know who's the feet? All of you are the feet. I may be the The lips, but the lips cannot do unless there is feet that take the lips. So you need to realize what scripture is talking Mm. about. The whole church is the feet. Amen. The whole church is the feet. It doesn't say, how beautiful are the lips of the preacher. No. (laughs) How beautiful are the feet. The whole church becomes the feet. And a person goes and speaks. Preacher, who brings the glad tidings of good things. This is how it works. This is how it works. And people have to understand the eternal. That's what. I, that's what Paul. Now you go to again back to Second Corinthians chapter four and look at verse sixteen onwards. We read eighteen. Look at verse sixteen. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. S- uh, four. Four sixteen. Okay. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Why? Because if you keep your eyes constantly on the temporal, you will lose heart. Mm. Lose heart. Though our outward man is perish, that's a reality. The people who are in this gospel process, their outward man, perishes faster. (laughs) It's true. Perishes faster. Because of the struggles they go through, because of the tension go through. Paul talks about, you know, struggles outside, struggles inside, on top of all the burden of all the churches. Even in the secular realm, you will see, people will all go to the top. Mm. Once there is like an American president, within four years, you will see that man has aged. Mm. Man has aged. Because it is very difficult to sit on that top because you are dealing with lives. Your decision will change the course of a nation, affect so many people's lives. That's why you have this saying, Unnecessary lies the head There's on a which, a crow, which wears the a crow. crown. today's leaders are different. They are not, in, but there are some. But in the kingdom, it is like that. Therefore, he says the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being. So the reality is inward, not the outward. The reality is the kingdom of God, which is within you, not the world that is outside. For our light affliction. Now, who is talking this? You look at his affliction, 99% people will run away from that. We can't handle his one day's affliction. Which is but for a moment. He sees it. He sees this life on earth and the affliction we go through. One, you have to see it as light. Second, you have to see it as momentary. How do you see it? You see that in light of unending joy. Mm. Eternal. That's how it is. See. You have to see eternal. If you don't see it, you will not understand this. For it is working for us a far more exceeding and what eternal, eternal weight. weight of glory, eternal weight of glory. Why? Because the things that we see, we do not look. So we have to. We do not look. So who is the one who is looking? You and I are the one who looking. So this is where our will comes will comes. This is the battle of the mind. Yes, you will. You will. When it comes, you will. Then you shake yourself. Why? How do you shake yourself out of it? By choosing not to look at the things which are seen. But at the things which are not seen. seen. Who taught us this? Go to Hebrews 12 verse 2. Mm. Jesus taught us that. He is the first one. He is the one. Looking unto Jesus, who see? The author and the finisher of our faith. What does faith? Faith what looks at the things so well. which are not seen. Mm. It is evidence of things not seen. Same, yeah. Why? Who for the joy, the joy that was, was set said. before him. Where is that? In the unseen. Mm. Endured the cross. What is that? Seen. You can see the cross. Mm. You see the cross. You, but what are you looking at? The joy that is unseen. What is that? 2000 years later. My father, the Holy Spirit, would have prepared the bride. She would have come through all this affliction, made spotless, blameless. Why did she go through? For my sake and my people's sake. Why did I go through? For, for her sake. sake. They are made for each, each other. other. Okay? <laughs> they endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sitting at the right hand side of the father, waiting for his church to come home. And she is waiting to go there. That is why the Bible says let him be accursed. If anyone does not love Christ that way, let him be accursed. That's how we have to look at life. Look at life. Not that it is a life of unending misery. No. In the between, there are a no lot good things that will happen. But we are not perceiving good things per se. When the afflictions come, we receive both with the same joy. Because you know what? We are Sure. we are a complicated thing mm. the world will not understand us sorrowful yet rejoicing exactly. a man of sorrow yet anointed with, with the oil of gladness yeah, hmm. that is how it works mm. yes we will go to that next question yes
2: the same, next question also has the same mm. lines mm. in 1st Peter chapter 4 verse 12 to 16 talks about being mm. partakers of Christ's suffering and suffering as a Christian but what does it mean to suffer for Christ does it involve only physical persecution How do I know whether my suffering is bringing any glory to God? No, it does not mean... Only physical.
0: Sometimes, you know, physical suffering is less easily bearable compared to mental suffering. Okay, mental suffering. Okay. You need to understand, Joseph suffered physically for 13 years. Right? Hmm. After 13 years, physical suffering is over. Seven years of prosperity, right? How many years? Seven years. Then first year of famine, second year of famine. Let's imagine, second, two years. So seven plus two, nine. Nine plus 13, 22, right? Yes. 22 years Jacob suffered, thinking his son is dead. He's not suffering physically. The suffering in his soul. My son is dead. My son is dead. My son, on whom all the prophecies, all the dreams, no. everything. My son is dead. So there are two kinds of suffering. Okay. So if you go to Hebrews chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 1.3. And words 3. three. 13. Three. Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember the prisoners as if chained with how do you do? So they go through physical suffering. We go through mental suffering.
1: Mm.
0: And if we don't go through mental suffering, we are not part of the program. We are not part of the program. (coughs) You hear a news about somebody in the the persecuted church who is going through this. You got the news. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Okay? What are you going to do? The question is, what are you going to do? And you need to ask yourself, what am I able to do? What am I able to do? Spiritually, I can fast for them. I can pray for them. And then, if it is possible for me, I can reach help for them. Three things. But if I have to reach help for them, that is why Paul is commending the churches who were poor and gave beyond their ability. How did they give the help? They had to tighten their own belts. They had to give up on so many things of their own. Now, are they going through persecution? No. Somebody else is going through some, somebody else is going through hunger and this thing, but they chose to become part of it. Where? In their mind. Mm. And how do you do? They did it practically. Mm. So we need to realize, you cannot be exempt. This is why I keep telling when I talk to Sammy and Peter, I say, Nigeria is the biggest contradiction in the world. Because Nigeria, one side, you have these mega churches. With the most, the richest pastors in the world, some of them are, the richest pastor in the world is also in Nigeria. On one side, the Nigerian church is being persecuted like no other church. They are being killed day and night. And another church is eating and coming out of their nostrils. The biggest contradiction is Nigeria. And God is showing it is right before your eyes. Nigeria is persecuting, suffering Christians don't need help from anywhere in the world. The prosperous Nigerian Christians can help. There is enough there. Instead, they're all going in their private jets and talking about and all, but your people are dying over there. What are you doing for them? Why? You're not willing to give up. You're not willing to give up. You're not willing to give up. And that's where it comes. That is where the indictment, not that you are not saved, that is where the indictment will come because the prosperity gospel turns you inward and makes you a very selfish creature. Me, mine, myself. Becomes. It makes you very, very selfish. Very, very selfish, no. And that is that is where, because no. You will be a believer. You may be a follower, but not really true. You will not be a disciple because the disciple, the first condition is deny yourself. Self. Yeah. Yourself. Because mm-hmm. self is key. I cannot follow Jesus unless I deny myself. And each one has to look into each, each one's own life and says. Where is that I can deny myself so that I give to the body of Christ, the suffering body of Christ? Where can I give? Where? Can I? Oh, many will take advantage, but that's okay. Can okay, okay? That's that's part of it. As long as there is sin in this world, advantage will be. Jesus was taken advantage by everybody. <laughs> Everybody, but he never lost him. He never lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, he. Why does he say foxes have holes and birds have nests? Why did he, son of man? I mean, the the, quest, the question is, the disciples all went home. He slept in the gardens. Were they selfish? Of course they were. I, t- I I've told you in my first mission journey, first mission with the underground church. I gave myself come. Completely over to the church. You call me. I will come. Time does not matter. You don't have to give me anything. I will not take an offering but I am here. My service would begin in the early morning till late in the night. It is sometime in the fifth service or the sixth service the last service when I am sitting over there and the pastor's wife who is illiterate who is illiterate, who doesn't read and write, simple lady and he drives a taxi. Now, of course, God has blessed him. He's got his own house, everything and all. But he was a taxi driver. She would ask me, look at me and ask me, Pastor, did you eat today? I said, no. said, no. She said, sit there. Let them just start. I will quickly get your dinner. You eat and then you go preach. Okay. Now, you need to realize All those weeks and months, I gave myself, but nobody asked. Nobody asked. Like, does anybody volunteer? I will come on Saturday and set up the church. Usually, it is two people, three people. You mean a miracle takes on Sunday morning that everything is done over there? No. Why, Why won't people volunteer? Because, you see, if you choose, yes, it is affliction. You will have to go on a Saturday evening. It is hot. You go there, two hours, set it up. But who are you doing it for? That is how we started. You know, that's how we started in the year 1993, 93, 92, when I came here, found a church, got baptized. What we did was that we didn't go to the pulpit. It was never given to us. What we started was Saturday I went to the church. that's where we started. We set the chairs, we dusted the chairs. Then Sunday, early morning, we reached and we prayed in before the church began. We prayed oh I know, we prayed over every chair. Lord let the anointing rest upon this chair so that the one who sits here, his mind will whatever problems they come with, the ears and hearts will be open to hear the message from the pulpit. That's what we did. Was I a student? Yes, I was a student at Eflu. But as soon as you understood the the gravity of the gospel, you gave yourself over. Okay, and then one day, pastor calls me and says, "Lead worship on Sunday." No, probably he saw he called me to worship. Lead worship? Do I know how to sing? No, I can hold a tune. I don't know any instrument. But you don't say no, <laughs> because it's your pastor who said go. Now you don't make excuses because he's seen something which you don't see. So you go do it. You go for the practice. Okay, there is a Wednesday prayer. Nobody comes for the Wednesday prayer. I'm the only one who goes for a Wednesday prayer. Nobody comes. Okay, I leave my family, my little kid, everything, and I go on a Wednesday after coming back from work, finish everything, rush for the prayer, and it is one of those days. I'm telling you, I still can remember the day, nineteen. Ninety-four, March the twenty-sixth. No, nineteen, ninety. Yeah, nineteen ninety-four, March the twenty-sixth. I was with him. Nobody came, as usual. Nobody came, and I was with him praying. He was praying. I was bent down, and I felt the Lord touching me with His physical hand. My shoulder was burning. open my eyes, and look, there was nobody there. And so maybe I imagined it. And I. Again and again the hand. And I felt that virtue power flow into me. You wouldn't know that in 30 minutes my whole world fell apart. But he had come in and put his hand on me and prepared me. And I will realize from that day my life changed. Where I am standing is there. But why did it happen? Because you went to pray. You went to pray. So if people were to open their eyes, that's always... Like I said, in our church, I will never compel anybody. You have to volunteer because that is my life. I always volunteer. I always volunteer. I always have volunteered. And there was hardly anything in in, in ministry for me. Like in returns, there was hardly anything in it. But you are not getting into the ministry for returns. You are looking for eternal gain. And you are looking. You can never give back to God for what He did for you. But he can give back to his people. Give back to his people, and so when people ask these questions, it is not physical persecution. It's a daily sacrifice. It's a daily sacrifice, and in your workplace, in your home, you give yourself over. I always tell mothers, Timothy Paul put this across, okay. Chapter Chapter 2, and verse 15. 1 Timothy chapter chapter 2, verse 15. Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing. Childbearing, if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. Childbearing, you have to take that in its fullness and look at it. You know what? This saved is not salvation from sin. This is sanctification. A mother's sanctification is intimately tied to her home. How she raises up her children for God. Her sanctification, it is not easy. To birth children is very easy. To raise children is not easy. It's very difficult, especially to raise children for God is not easy. That's why Hannah has a song. Why does Hannah have a song? She has gone through the rigors of raising up a child who has been set apart for God. It's not easy. And she is sanctified. You know, I'll tell you. In John chapter 17, there is... Uh, 17, 19, 19. No, uh, 17. For themselves, i take Yeah, verse 19. Yes, verse okay. 17, 19. Yeah. John 7. For their sakes, I sanctify myself. They also may be sanctified by the truth. Absolutely. A lot of things which Jesus did. He didn't have to do it for himself. But he went through it all for our sake. If a mother wants to raise some godly children, she will have to sanctify herself. She will have to give her life over. She will have to do a lot of things which she doesn't have to do for herself but you'll have to do for our child because you know while children are imitators they don't hear they see they see that is what we are talking about so it is not easy it is suffering what is your suffering connected to it's connected to raising your children and her reward will be great so when elkanah says first year after samuel is born or the sad year let us go to Shiloh. She said, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. Why are you not coming? The child is not ready. Mm-hmm. Because I made a vow to the Lord. I will hand him over to him. When I hand him to... You see, there were so many people in the temple, usually. But Eli could only find one boy who could serve before him. Why? Because the mother had prepared him for that. That's why it is written, Samuel... Served the Lord before Eli. Mm. Eli, Eli, whatever you want to call him. Who prepared him? Mother. How did she prepare him? She had sanctified herself before the child. It's not a career. A full-time career is motherhood. <laughs> it's a full-time motherhood. Everything goes in from the kitchen to your prayer life. Because you are what you eat. You are what you eat. You're what you eat. So the mother is very, very careful about what she makes in our home. Well, today's children are always ill because they're eating from outside and food is outsourced from outside. But like I'm telling you, it is a truth that when we grew up, the only time we went to only time I went to hospital was because of a football injury. You never fell ill. You never fell ill. Whether I was at my mother's house or whether my grandfather's house, we never fell Ill. Eating from outside was unheard of. <laughs> unheard of. And the kitchen was a holy S- place, S- sanctified S- place. The way, the time, the effort they took to, they had no vitamin supplements, they had no supplements, nothing. They were so healthy. Why? Because they took that as a God-given task. Starting with the health of your baby. Okay? Health of your baby. Downwards to everything. The discipline, the teaching. Everything. No? And you need to... It is suffering. It is suffering. You have to wake up early in the morning. It is not easy. (laughs) It was easy. Like my grandmother, I still remember coming at that age of 12 to my mother's house. My grandmother is old, retired person. She's, she's very old. She was, must have been how old? In her 70s? She wakes up early in the morning. Catholic, devout Catholic, early in the morning. If you went, woke up in the morning basically to go to the restroom, you crossed her. By chance you woke up at that time, she is there on her knees praying. 30 minutes, that never changes. And then she is there in the kitchen. Cooking for whom? For me. To take my lunch to school and my breakfast. Who am I? Hasn't you cooked enough? All your children? No grandchildren? It's still continuing. Think about what a culture. Wow. Christian culture. Hmm.
2: Okay. Now, is that suffering? Yes. It's yes. Suffering.
0: So, that's why when I got my f- first time in class eight, I got my national scholarship. Those days, there was a exam you could write, a national talent search yeah. exam. Yes. Uh, what is it? Yeah. yeah. And I got my first scholarship. It was not a huge amount. I think, you a know, thousand rupees or fifteen hundred or something. I think, yeah. I'm yeah. not very sure, but yeah. imagine yeah. it. not that much. <laughs> in the 1970s, that is a huge amount for a young kid to get in class eight a scholarship. Not every month, once a year. Central government gives it. Mm. Okay. So when I got my first scholarship, I went and gave it to my grandmother because I thought she deserved it of me. (laughs) (laughs) I gave it. So you have to realise suffering is built into our life. But we are the poor Hindu lady and the Muslim man and all who go through it, sadly they don't have eternal rewards. But I do believe on the day of judgment, according to Romans chapter 2, God will deal with them mercifully. I don't know. I'm not getting into that. It's very dangerous. But it says, those who did not know the law, lived according to the unwritten law, which was in their conscience, will be judged accordingly. So we do not know. And there were many righteous people all around the world. And everyone factored into that. Like, let us talk about Gandhi. Let's talk about the other Gandhi, the more popular Gandhi, modern, 21st century, 23rd, 21st century, Rahul Gandhi. What made Rahul Gandhi Rahul Gandhi? It was Bharat yodo Yatra. Mm. One thing changed him and there is panic in the central government. But do you think, which among us can walk like that? 4,000 kilometers. <laughs> 4,000 kilometers, 30 kilometers a day. Who can walk like that? That was hats off to him. He writes, he writes, he says, I mean, he's made this fantastic statement in UK, U.S. He made this statement. He said, when I started walking, my old foot and knee injury came up, but after a month. So they asked him, oh, he said, we had this, I mean, I'm not verbatim quoting him, but some lines when people make, you know, it stays in your mind. He says, we got this fresh energy because we realized we were not walking. India was India walking, walking, with, walking us. with us. That's a statement. What a statement! That what is. a statement! Which is true? Which is true? I mean, when the churches. church, when the church comes mm. together, we okay, get together. When the church comes together in everything, there is automatically uh, your your adrenaline level goes up. It is different preaching on a Sunday, and when you see people haven't come in, they are coming in late, but then you look okay. You still are there. Thank you for the faithful ones who have come. We will preach to them. But what if everyone in the church is faithful? Think about it. What the is it? It's different. The energy, it's different. energy is different. The worship team will have another energy. The mm-hmm. preacher will have energy because you are located. Everybody has come before time. They are all there. They are all praying. Everybody has come in. What happens? Suddenly something goes up. But for that everybody has to be willing to suffer. Everybody is willing to, in the mega church which has three services, it does not matter because there will be always a crowd, but the test is when you are part of small churches, everybody, because one person is missing, it will be missed. It will be noticed, okay, that one is not there. That one is not. There. The first thing is, hope that is one, one is well. Hope that one is not fighting. Hope, not. <laughs> Because as a pastor, eh? you are aware, you you cannot be absent from the suffering. of, of your their sheep. sheep. You know what they are going through. Hmm? <laughs> you are not. What? So no, so when that question, if you put up that question over there, Possibly. you will realize does it mean to suffer for only physical suffering? Persecution? No. Don't ever think it is that. Then only the underground church will be in heaven. No. The persecution is something persecution I would put in terms of to suffering. See, when Paul puts about in the race, and he says, going through that for a temporal crown, like people, whether it is a career, whether it is sports, or whether it is anything temporal, they put them through the rigors. Like one of my nephews, he was the last one actually, from my household to come to see Amma. He came, he's in Dubai. He came down, my mother's younger sister, son Matthew. He came, and... I had no clue. I had seen him when he was young. I am seeing him after so many years. I had no clue he could sing well. I should have factored it in because his mother was a one-man music teacher. I should have factored it. So he asked, can I sing for Amma? I said, of course I should sing for Rama. Okay. So he sang three songs for Rama. It is beautiful. He sang a real boy. Yeah, when we put it on the family page, they all said, oh, we never knew he could sing. He sang, and for every song, we all clapped. Ama also clapped. We all clapped. He sang two secular songs, movie songs, old songs, and then he sang a Christian song. And then, when Ma was offering him, would you like to, do you like something cold? He says no. Oh, sweet. Mm. He says, I never drink anything cold or even room temperature. I always drink yeah. everything that is warm because I have to protect my voice. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And he has his gone who's gone, Malu band in Dubai. <laughs> so a man who is in the secular realm, primarily in the secular realm, is guarding his voice for a temporal crown and is willing to suffer loss. No ice cream, no cold drinks, no, 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 no to everything. Think about us. Hmm. Think about us. You think about us. What are we and we have been offered eternal crown. You like I said, you should read the three seven letters to the in chapter two and three of Revelation and mark out the rewards that is being offered to the
2: overcomers. <laughs> to the overcomers.
0: And you cannot overcome unless you're willing to suffer. Because behind every crown, there is a cross. Mm-hmm. No cross, no crown. <laughs> the problem in the prosperity gospel is they took the cross away. Hmm. And Paul says, I am not ashamed. Okay, So how do I know I, whether my suffering is bringing any glory to God? That is the key. There is so much suffering in the world where people are running their races for a temporal crown. But doesn't bring glory to God. Glory to God. Our suffering, the motivation is very clear. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I'm doing this first for Christ. You can do it for man. You can do it for man. That's very powerful. Hmm. We call it Shakespeare calls it the milk of human kindness. No, and God also understands because He is the one who put it in the heart. Says, even if your mother Forgets it. So it's very difficult for a mother to forget, but the Bible talks about mothers who forgot. I forget. In case I forget to mention that randomly, remember Israel's history. There were two mothers with two babies, and one mother ate. Said, Let us eat this today, let us eat tomorrow. Okay, remember that's a mother. It, keep that in the back of your mind. It is that kind of a situation, acute famine, where Elijah comes to a mother who's picking up sticks and has been storing food to feed her son, mm. not eat her son. Mm. That's why God says there were many widows in Israel. Mm. Hey, many, many in Israel. So you need to un- that's why if you if you if you don't see these pictures, not, you okay. will you will look. Yeah, you yeah, will yeah. miss out what God is telling. So this woman must have been measuring every day little little and you know mothers, you no know, not our mothers and our grandmothers. they different they always ate last. They never ate with the family. You know that they never ate with the family. They never ate with the family. The reason they never ate with the family was because they had to see everyone was fed. Mm. And sometimes the children eat too much and they will never stop them, give them. And sometimes whatever is little, they pour water into it and they eat. That's how the mothers wear. And that's the love God is talking about. So there is mother's love. Mm. Mother's love. And then there is God's love. Mother's love has been tested. Most mothers have failed. Some mothers have succeeded in the Bible. God's love has been tested. His love has never failed. So your motivation has to be very clear because this is what will carry you till the very end. Because people will fail you.
1: Mm.
0: God will not fail you. The love of God will not fail Amen. You. you. You go out to serve people. People may never say thank you. People may get angry at you. People may beat you up in this mission field. They may beat you up and a lot of people quit and go, I don't want to do this anymore. But why are you in the first place? For God. So... Love Love the the world. world. Okay, so it is that will keep you going. Paul goes everywhere, get beaten up, stoned, but he still keeps going. Why is he going? He says, because the love of God compels, constrains me. I cannot stop it. It's not just the love of man. Because love of man, what happens if all men stops loving? Will he still keep doing it? Mothers will stop doing it because most children are ungrateful. Ungrateful. Most children are ungrateful. They don't even think about it. Their demands are unceasing. And you say, one, no, they are offended, they slam the door, they sh- sulk and all that. that's a mother, oh, so you are blessed, I am not giving you cake. Next day, the same woman wakes up in the morning and still back to the normal, this thing. okay? Husband shouts at her, children are ungrateful, she continues. So God puts the picture of her mother's love over there, because in human terms, that is the most powerful. But even that ceases when famine comes. So famine is a test. Mm. Because the portions we are looking at is famine. And there will be terrible times in the last day there will be famines and wars and pestilence and wars. And what happens? The love of many shall grow, grow old. He who endure what do you have to endure? I will never stop giving. My love shall never go dry. That is that what you have to endure. I will still keep giving. I will still give. all this just us and that overcomers are framed through this. I know my God gave his life for me. I will give in return my life for him and for his people. And all these things are not going to stop me. I will continue to give till my last moment. And that's what Bible is talking about. So you have to look at it. Is it bringing God glory? God glory. It has to bring God glory, not you glory. God glory. Hello. And therefore, it can be in any context. It is not persecution because of preaching. Any that's why the Bible says women did not get there because they refused. refused. So we're not talking about a preacher. We're talking is. about a woman. Okay, we're talking about a woman. Okay, so that's where we have to look at it. Yes, Pastor Vijay.
2: Pastor, I think you should look at one last question, um, because we're talking about. The disciples suffering, but at the same time, they've been given authority. So how do you balance these two? This is question number five. Uh, you can just look at it. Jesus taught his disciples how to utilize faith and kingdom authority. He did not pray about it. He did not ask the Father. He just acted upon it. Mark chapter 11, verses 12 to 14, etc. Yeah, let's do read you, Mark 11. Yeah. Do you agree we should do the same? Mark 11:20. Yeah, it's talking about the fig tree, right? Yes, yes. 12 to 14 and 20 to
0: 23. I notice one thing: I cannot look at the screen and the camera at the same time. If I look at the camera, then I will, look, I will be proper on the screen. Mm. But if I look at this camera on the screen, I won't be proper on the screen. I
2: think, Sammy, you should actually take that thing off. And you no, it's know. okay. okay. Let like, it the be there. At least normal,
0: uh, it gives you a warning that your midriff, the mid, middle, is, it's a <laughs> warning sign. Of you need to get rid of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, it. Now, the next day, when they had come out of bed, and he was hungry and seeing a far-off fig tree. Okay. This is the context. Of, okay. You know, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs. Okay, and in response, Jesus said to it, not to him, get it very clearly, his entire life on earth, he cursed only once, and it was a tree, it was not a man. Mm. Okay let no one eat <laughs> fruit from you ever again and his disciples heard it so you know so now going back to the question we I'm know they asked a uh-huh. then he asks he says okay then go to 20 to 23 yeah. okay now in the morning as they passed by they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots Peter remembering said to him Rabbi look the fig tree which you cursed has withered away so Jesus answered and said to them have faith in God for assuredly I say to you who Ever says and says to this mountain, okay, whatever is the hurdle, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now, you, a lot of people take 23 in isolation. Mm -hmm. You have to look at 23 in context with 22. First he says have faith in God. Okay, so it's faith. It's God. So the author is God, not you. You can say whatever you want, but the power has to come from God. You have no power to change anything. Its power is of God. So if power is of God, then the originator is God. God is not a machine. God is a person. So God is the author of faith. That's why the Bible says, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of of faith. So Jesus looked unto the Father, who was the author and the finisher of the word. He says, I do not say anything anything other than what I heard the Father say. I do not do anything other than what I have seen the Father. So He is Author. So this is not in every situation. If you haven't heard, you cannot say. This is what it means to be led by the Spirit. Paul, the Bible says, Paul or Peter, Peter, when he saw that the man had faith to be healed. So they are walking in the spirit. Mm. It is a spirit who is speaking through them. Okay, the spirit of God who is telling them when Paul, pa- Peter, and John says, "Gold and silver we do not have." Okay, we do not have. Okay, but what I have, I give it to you. That man rises up. Okay, so we need to realize uh, this is not this is not random. Mm. These things are not random. So you have to ask like. All Silas are beaten up, thrown into the prison, legs put in stocks. Okay. They do not say, Let the stocks be break open and hmm, hmm. let the gates be open. They don't do any of those sorts. So, in that context, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. In that context, they have to go back to the word of God. And this is what the word of God says: When you're persecuted for my sake, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. And the Bible also says, if you are in trouble, what should you do? You should pray. Okay. So, everybody prays in trouble. That's one thing. Everybody prays in trouble. Some people don't pray in trouble. They just complain. So, they are praying and they are singing. Singing is when you rejoice. Okay? So, they took two principles of the kingdom of God in the word and applied it by faith. Hmm. Yeah, what apply it by faith. They pray. And they sing. Mm. And what happens is the power of God comes into mm. situation. Now, they do this both. And the power of God does not come into that situation. What do you do is continue doing the same thing. Why? Because it is true. Wow. So, mm. what did Richard Bombrand do for 14 years? He prayed. He sang. Yeah. And he passed the gospel across the walls. There was a man on the other side. He taught him sign how this language code and through more the code scored, more scored, through yeah. the code passed the gospel across from wall to wall to wall to wall one of those my bhutanese brothers whom you i don't know if you were there once he had come to church he was coming here for something and he had come to church and i introduced him He's part of my church in Bhutan. he was there but he was a government working in the health department he was set up a lady came and said, we are interested. Would you come home and show us a Jesus film? So he and the other brother, two of them, they went with the video cassette and showed them the Jesus police. The police came, arrested them, and took them. It was a setup. They were sentenced to prison for six months. Hard labor. That means in chains to carry rocks. They lost their jobs. Everything. They lost their jobs. Everything. And the church visited them. Bend them, took care of their families on one side. See, that's how the church works. Took care of the family on one side, visited them. But in six months, they brought many people to the Lord wow. in the prison. Even as the last week when they were leaving, they had favor with the warden. And they asked the warden for a drum. <laughs> and they baptized the people in the drum. So, Was you, did you suffer for Christ Jesus' sake? Did you bring Him glory? Yes. So you have to look at your context. You have to use faith. You have to use, you have to use words. But you have to be led by God. That is where faith comes from. Hearing and hearing. Hearing is the Spirit of God. Okay. Sometimes the Spirit of God will say, no, release now. Stay there. I have a purpose for you here. No. God could have released Joseph, any time yeah. during the thirteen yeah. years, couldn't he? Yes, but for what God had called him, he would not have been ready. What God has called him is a huge. That's why we have to understand. I'm trying to think. Oswald Chambers, mm. Oswald. great man. These are great men. He said, "From the age of seventy, I have started writing one book every year." He realized he was useful at the age of 70 for one. Most useful from the age of 70. How many of us will think that we will become really useful for God from the age of 70? Bah. <laughs> <That's> too much. <laughs> By the time hair starts going gray, we start panicking. I am already old. Everybody says, go die. Everything you want to be low. This man says, I started actually becoming useful for God at 70. Because from the age of 70, I started writing one book. Think about it.
2: My at- mm. okay.
0: so you yeah. you have to understand these things that everything in your life you are, you are never quitting you're never quitting, so faith has to come into it, you have to realize you no, know, these age are all things in the world all we don't bring those things in, but the process is, Lord, you have called me for a purpose, and that purpose has to be fulfilled, and the whole thing is that. You may not even know what the purpose is. He may not reveal it to you at that point until you go through the pathway. Elijah, go tell Ahab until the word of the Lord comes to through my mouth. He goes and says, turn eastward, go in Cherith, then go in Zareb. But he does not even know at any of that point that he has to go to Mount Carmel, stand there alone. Contest with all these prophets of Baal, bind all their powers so nothing happens and then bring down fire and then turn. He doesn't know. He knows it only on the last day. But to do that he has to be prepared for that. Everything he is going through is being prepared for that. But what happens if you go before King Ahab, make your statement and think you have arrived? Without realizing, this is just a starting point. You haven't arrived. You have nowhere. There's a huge purpose standing for you to reach there. There is an enormous rigorous training that you have to go through. Got a place called cutting away and the purse called smelting For one day's ministry. One day's ministry. That one day you should not fail. Because in that one day, you will turn the hearts of the people back to God. But for that, you have to go through unbelievable rigorous training. Do we really understand? Do we really surrender to God by faith, Lord? Nothing, Lord, nothing, Lord. I'm 59 years old. This is nothing, Lord, nothing, Lord. What you have really called me and saved me is lying ahead. Everything that I'm going through is just a preparation for that. This is nothing, Lord. This is nothing, Lord. This is nothing, Lord. There is something. So let me not give up. Let me not quit. Let me be in the training process. You are training me. That is 13 years Joseph has to go through. For what? To save the world and his household and Israel. Because famine is going to come. And this one man is going to preserve this whole world. And for that, he is going to be prepared by God so we don't even realize that's why that's why I always say in church first and foremost in your heart you look at the cross what you have to believe is that God is good always irrespective of what is happening to me God can never change He is good and is always good never ever doubt God is good with somebody but God is not good to me no you have to understand that even, the, that's why the Bible says, because unless you, in, the, in your heart, you actually truly believe God is good, you know, see, it is very difficult to to love somebody you believe is bad. Hmm. Yes. To love somebody, you have to believe somebody is good. good. Hmm. Right. Good. You have to see good in somebody to be able to invest. That's why parents invest in children, oh, even though this fellow is not, or this girl is not studying, because they still believe some good will come out of it. You have to believe. okay? Because if you don't believe God is good, how do you love Him? How do you love Him? And the Bible says, all things work together for the good of those who love Him and call according to His purpose. See, everybody has a purpose, but the sad thing is, many will not discover it because they don't love God. And they are not able to love God because the fact that God is good is just an idea in their head and not a conviction in their heart. Mm. It has to be a strong conviction in your heart irrespective of what Whatever has happened to me and happening to me, this is the truth about God. God can never change. He is good. He is always good. And therefore, you know what? Because you love good things in life and you love good people, I love Him because He is always good. I choose to love Him. And when you choose to love Him, there are promises in the Bible which is specifically for those who love God. Not for everybody. There are specific promises in the Bible for those who love God, and Jesus comes and says, "Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, all your soul, all your strength." And then to the efficient church, He says, "You've fallen from your first love. Go back and do the things which you so you mean you need to realize you can you can actually love God through works. Go back and do those things." Because when you start doing those things, that's why Ma and I still miss mom. Because what changed was the last six, seven, eight months changed her. Huh? Because we had a mother and we had a child. <laughs> we had both in our house. And we just loved taking care of her. We didn't think it has a chore. We didn't think it had huh? We just loved taking care of her. Okay. And she'll waited. For both of us, either it had to be Elsa, it had to be me. And the minute that she would keep on asking the maids, "Has Pastor Boa come? Has Pastor Boa come?" or ask Elsa, "Santo, Santo, Santo," and when I come over there, her eyes light up, her smiles is like a child. When you come back, your child bubbles up, jumps up. So what happens is that it changed. And when that person is gone, the house is empty. We didn't think that that was a burden for us. No. So everybody was looking at, look, oh, let Amma go, it will be easy on you. No, it was not. Oh, going is not easy on us. It's difficult on us. <laughs> Physically, yes, but that we don't even look at those things. It's difficult on us because, okay, go back home, the house is empty. Otherwise the house was always busy. There was always sound over this, all surrounded over one person who is unable to give you anything, but has given you Everything in our life. So we have to look at those things. And here is God. God has loved us and given us only son. He has given us his everything. And then when you love him and you know his good, you see things will work together for your good. You know, And that is the key. And pictures are given there in the Bible. Jacob had 12 sons. Jacob loved all his sons. But one son loved him. So all things at the end work together together for the good of him who loved his father. Mm. Because Jacob is the type of God, the father. And Mm. Joseph is the type of God, the son. And Joseph loved his father. And because of that, he did everything. That love sustained him. Sustained him, no? So that is how. That is why I always tell parents, one thing you need to realize is, when your children are small, You have to discipline them. All that is there in the world. But love them. Love them. Ultimately, in the world we are living in, almost every child will stray. If they don't stray, they have to be a Samuel. Even David strayed. There is no child in the Bible except Joseph. Daniel Samuel. and Samuel who did not strike <laughs> they will stay, the pressure is intense I don't know whether Samuel would survive in this age <laughs> no, he probably wouldn't be able to survive in this age, they were all protected people their culture was protected we don't have a problem, our culture is against righteousness and holiness it's against, the system is all so what I tell them is why did the prodigal son come back?
2: because of the love of the father love of the father love of the father That
0: is why those years, formative years of your child when they are growing up, love them. Love them, spend time with them, have fun with them, have lots and lots and lots of fun with them because they have to come back. They have to come back. And like the love of God is unconditional, He will discipline us in His love. But there are no conditions no conditions. Okay? You come back anytime, you're welcome. That's God's. Okay? There's no conditions. Mm. So, our love also for our children should be unconditional.
2: Absolutely.
0: That's why right. anyone, whoever, any fellow, filthy fellow, Freemason, Hands soaked in blood, sacrifice 5,000 babies. You call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved.
2: Because you are his son. Because of his son.
0: Because of of your son. I know many of you are listening. And you have guilt. You don't know. Because your religion gives you no hope. (laughs) Because your hands are soaked in blood. Everyone sitting in the higher echelons of power or fame or wealth. It didn't come easy. You had to shed blood. You have offered blood. The enemy gives nothing free. So today's world, it's not a, it's a different world. But even for you, there is mercy. It's mercy. The only thing you have to repent. You may lose everything, but that's okay. You'll gain eternity. Even you, that's why we need to understand. And some of you who have understood that, encountered Christ, you left everything, everything in life, because you value salvation more than some of us do. Because he who has been forgiven much, loves much. much. Because some of you who are there and you have literally given your life and body over to God is because it is incomprehensible to you. How can you be loved by God because of the blood that you have shed? And therefore you have given yourself Totally to God. Because he who is forgiven much, loves much. Okay? So we need, sometimes it's good to go and have, do an in-depth study of your sins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what you have done. Exactly.
0: And what it cost God to forgive you. It didn't come free. It came free to me. It didn't come free to God. So you will love him much. Amen. Sit down. Not to make a record and show it to God. Sit down. And as far as your memory can go back, like you now when I look at my mom, when I looked at my mom, I could go back from the childhood, I could go back and remember things which she has done. Everything would come back. Like I keep saying, she was a tough mother, but she was a good mother. Unbelievably good mother. Okay, so in the same way the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance stuff you have done. And then you look back and write it down, make a file of it, write it down, and write against each, paid by Christ, paid by Christ, paid by Christ, paid by
2: Christ, paid by
0: Christ. Paid by Christ. You will learn to love Him.
2: Hallelujah.
0: You will learn to Amen. appreciate Thank God. Lord. When He Lord. said, I can't pronounce that Greek term. Tetelestai. Paid in full. Paid in full. I had to make it very, very personal. Write it down. Write everything. Write it down. Write it down. Paid, 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 paid. And that's why the Bible says on the day of judgment, books will be opened. And our books also will be opened. Our sins, blank, 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 blank. Because if he confess, he is faithful. The, every page was cleansed by his blood. Not with a razor, but his blood. If you confess, he is faithful and the blood of Jesus cleansed. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. The father taking the blood of his son and cleansing each page. No, no record. Accuser is coming. No record. No record. Then we will learn to love God. Then we will be willing to give over ourselves to him. Then we will say, momentary affliction, I know the weight of glory. Because he went through the same thing. He endured the cross and the shame, looking at the joy that was was set set before before him. him. I don't know what joy he found in us. (laughs) I can understand what joy I find in him. Hmm. But I can't understand what joy he finds in us. (laughs) What joy in us. (laughs) Hmm. Jacob, I have loved you. But Jacob, you are a worm. Contradiction, <laughs> God who loves worms. Oh no! Okay, so you have to look at life that way. Unless you look at life that way, then you will realize and see into the mundane things of life. You no, know? that's why John Milton's Ode to Blindness. He wrote that poem called Ode to Blindness. You know, he became blind, and his, he used to dictate, and his wife used to write the poems. Okay, in that blindness, he says because he's blind. And he feels useless than he writes. Probably uh, inspired by the Spirit of God, they also serve who stand and wait. Think about it. Think about it. You are running a restaurant and you are a waiter there. Your work hours is from 9 to 10 or 10 to 11. Okay, 9 to 11 is your work hours. You come at 9 and you leave at 11. But that day, Nobody came to the restaurant. The question is, did you serve?
2: Yes. Yes. Because you waited.
0: They also serve who stand and wait. Mm. It's not your fault. Nobody came. But you were assigned by your boss. Come at 9, leave at 11, and you are waiting. And you are waiting. If somebody had come, you would have served. Somebody. So you need to understand that. How the kingdom works. That's how the kingdom works. Because you cannot look at the ways in the world. In the world, it has to be money, it has to be numbers, it has to be fame, it has to be popularity. Otherwise, people will not. So, the kingdom, it does not work that way.
1: Mm.
2: Amen? Amen. Let's pray. We'll close in prayer. <coughs> Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you that you, Lord, spoke to our hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Father, for teaching us on suffering this evening, O Lord. Even through the questions that your children had all around the world, Lord, Lord, truly, Lord, enable us to look at every situation that we go through in the light of eternity. Even through these sessions, O Lord, Father, and enable us to remove our focus from the things of this earth and to look at life. In the light of eternally being with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We praise you, Lord. We worship you for all these questions. Let them continue to be written in the tables of our inner man by the Holy Spirit. And let it become a part of us. And Lord, let it become a part of our life as well. We thank you once again for this time. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray.
0: Amen. 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 amen.